Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Vox and Guest, and I am here with Bone Locker, aka Chris. How you doing, Chris? Great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm your shirt is making me happy. It's so colorful and fancy, and you look so jaunty. And I'm just I'm, I'm I'm it was a good day before, but the shirt made it a better day. So, awesome. <laughs> so I start every interview, as you may know, with a super serious, very thoughtful question. Yes. And um, you know, sometimes I got a bunch of people who are um, in the band and sometimes, you know, I have a one man show such as yourself. And so the, I can get lots of different opinions, but this is just you. So all the pressure is on you. You're the only one answering right. you ready. ready. Okay. Do you get along with everyone in the band? I mean, most of the time, sometimes it's a little hard to work with. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if we're, especially if we're recording, you know, I get that, that red button, uh, fever. I don't know what to call it. You know, you hit the red button and then all of a sudden I forget how to play. And so that's frustrating when the guitarist or the guy playing banjo or the whatever Seriously. does that, you know. You know, so high maintenance. Plus they're all just probably envious of the shirt because yeah. they can't all look as handsome as that's you. True. And, yeah. I have to change shirts for when I change Every instruments time. too. <laughs> yeah. If I'm doing something different, I can't. It just doesn't work. I would love, you should make a video like that, Chris. That would be so great. If you just, you're like, okay, now you're playing guitar and then they go over to you in the corner and you've got like a fedora and like a three-piece suit on and right. you're playing the banjo or whatever. Man, I got to tell you, um, as a one-man band, especially, and thank you for indulging my silly question, but as I always say, that one's a litmus test for me of, of how much of a good time we're going to have. And you and I are fine because that really made me laugh. Um, you, I mean... You are used to being, or at least you have been and, and, and are still in some instances, I gather, in bands with actual other people. But you decided to start Bone Locker because you didn't feel like the music that you wanted to write and play was fitting in with your existing projects. And I thought that was really interesting because I don't know anything about your other projects, but what, what kind of, you know, what bands are you used to being in and, and um, you know, how did, how did you decide, you know what, I got to do this solo thing because it's just not going to fit in anywhere else. Cause I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So um, I mean, I play in, a, I've played in a lot of different things from when I was in junior high, I was in a punk band and then it was in kind of like new metal alternative type thing where I played guitar and sang. And then um, through college, um, I went to college for music as well. So I was in different, like they have what, what called ensembles that we'd play in. Right. Is okay. It, um, it was that, you know, not like traditional, like band, like pet band type stuff, but you know, yeah. I got to play guitar and those and stuff. So, and then just the city that we live in, in, in Lubbock, Texas, uh, it's like very saturated with musicians and lots of bands. Huge music uh, scene. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I've played with people, you know, just singer songwriter type stuff. And, um, I've played in church ever since I was 13 when I started playing guitar. And so yeah. I've, I've continued to do that over the last 23 years. So, and then me and my wife, um, Jessica, uh, we do stuff under the name opportune, which we have been pretty much since we got married. So right. that's kind of more centered towards the, um, you know, like worship music, church music type yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we've put out, I think six songs so far. We've got a couple more in the pipeline this year. So, yeah. And you, you have a song that always makes me cry that <laughs> it's yeah. just so beautiful, but um, yes. Yeah, so, okay. So 
you you so you had that you had the band outlets you had the duet with Jessica and then I, Bone Locker just sprung up out of existence. How long um, have you been doing the solo project, by the way? Really, just started this year. I kind of okay, that's what all, I thought. Last year, I I just kind of really started writing a whole lot and had a bunch of different like riffs and musical ideas and and chord progressions that I had just kind of been intentional of trying to keep track of instead of just you know messing around with it and then forgetting about it right, forgetting right. how to play it so I'll take you know <laughs> yeah. I'll do voice notes or I'll do a short little video Good, okay oh so or, you were uh, actually really archiving it that's great okay yeah. and then especially um I am pretty much an android user but I um love uh, Apple for music stuff. And so I had gotten an iPhone and just started um, putting stuff down on the GarageBand iOS, just yeah, little melodies yeah, yeah. or, yeah. or riffs or chord progressions or whatever. And that was super helpful. So doing that and then really just focused this year, I was like, I'm going to try and put an album out. And a lot of the stuff I was writing was kind of more of the folky acoustic type stuff. And, and um, they all kind of had the theme of, you know, this like appreciate life for what it is. And yeah. And yeah. don't take it for granted. So I just kind of compiled all those and the ones that that uh, I thought were the best of the best and put them all together. Now, it's I got to tell you. So for for those who don't know, the Bone Locker debut album just came out. It was two days ago. Well, now, by the time this airs, um, it'll it'll have been a couple weeks. And of course, you will have you know gone multi platinum and all that. But um, <laughs> but I, I have to tell you, I. Because I'm, I was used to the Opportunes sound, kind of that vibe, very yeah. pretty. And Jessica has a beautiful voice, and um, and so I was really curious what because I'd heard this, the album is called The Road. Okay, guys. Right. So when you go on Spotify and all the streaming, and you're listening to it and saving everything and playlisting it, you know exactly where to go. Um, it is. I was so interested to hear what you were going to do you know, just you, because yeah. it's interesting to me that you have punk influences and you have all this other stuff and then a lot of worship stuff, which is obviously fairly different from punk. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, and then this is a real, I mean, I would call it like grassroots Americana kind of, you know, country folk. It's hard to, to I don't like to pigeonhole things too much, right. but I, I, I was so happy to hear where you went because it suits you really well. So I have to say, I know the road, the title track, it's great. We're going to play that in a few minutes, but the opening song, good old days is just, it's, I, I was listening to it in my car. Okay. And I was so excited that I got to be in the car instead of just <laughs> listening on my iPhone. Like I usually am. Cause I got to hear all that bass and all that kick and that just heavy bluegrass, dirty kind of um, just, oh, it's so good. It's such a good opening song. And Thank it you. it reminds me of this band, The Civil Wars, which if you guys watching have not heard, great band. There's a song called Barton Hollow that I love that it reminds me of. And I think I always think that's a good thing when I mention you know, comparisons, it's always to things that I like, you know, it's right. not like, oh, it sounds just like, and it doesn't <laughs> sound like it, but it reminded me of that. And it's just everything about it. Like, it's such a full song. I mean, it sounds like you've got a ton of tracks on there. Um, maybe you don't, maybe you managed to make it sound really full without that many. But I mean, 
you're playing what on that? You've got guitar, you've got banjo, right? Is there yep. ukulele? You've got what else are you doing on um, there? It's, there's just so. Yeah, so there's a electric guitar left and right. There's the one right. that's kind of the lead playing those little in between lines. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. other one is not super loud, but uh, just kind of filling space. And then acoustic, mm -hmm. banjo, um, the stomps and claps, uh, as far as tracks, yeah, that's probably what took up the most space. I just okay. layered a ton of, I tried doing it um, with me and the kids, um, having them stomp and clap. And Aww. I've got some videos of them trying it. Oh, and, that uh, my, so cute. My, uh, my middle one is absolutely amazing at math, but he just doesn't have rhythm. And we're oh, working no. on it. He's working on drums <laughs> okay. right now. We're working on it. Okay. But they were trying to do the stomp, clap. And he's uh, on the one and the three. <laughs> yeah. He was back. He'd get backwards and he's like watching the others, like, oh, no. you know. So, <laughs> so uh, I ended up just downloading some kick or uh, some stomp samples and some clap samples. And I just layered. It's probably got five or six stomps. And okay. Yeah. Cause it sounds claps. like you have a whole room full of people just hoof it, yeah. you know, and, and it's kind of just panned. And it's so great. No, I just, it, it, that song, it's such a kick ass opener. Like it really, Thanks. really is. And it's what I love about it is that, um, and we'll talk about this more as we go, but all of the songs on the album are unique. You know, you're, you have a different vibe for each of them. There's a different sound for each of them. Some of them I would say are more country. Some there's like more worship elements. Some there's more, you know, just like, you know, rock sort of, you know, um, or bluegrass again, or just again, the Americana kind of sound and it all works together, but you're, you're, you're doing different things, which I, you know, when you, when you first were saying, okay, you know, I, I, I have this idea and all these songs I want to write and they're not going to fit with what I'm doing. And I was like, all right, is it one very particular sound that you're going for? Because like, I don't listen to a lot of country, um, just for whatever reason. I don't know if it's cause I'm in New York and we just don't, don't hear it either, as much. Or, right. And it's <laughs> like, but, but you, and you, and I would not call this a country album at all, yeah. but I think it would play really well on country stations. But I also think you could get away with pop stations. I also think you could get away with even like some alt rock kind of stations because you've got yeah. so many different elements working together. So again, we're going to talk about this a lot more, but I, I've been making a concerted effort <laughs> over the last few episodes because I get so sucked into the conversation and then don't end up playing the videos until like the last five minutes and I want to front load them. So why don't you talk a little bit about the road, the title track, the video we're going to play, and then we'll let everybody enjoy it. Okay. I've actually got some notes here. I kind of sure wrote some down about each of the songs. Um, I don't even know that I have them at the ready now that I talk about that. <laughs> You're like, I wrote them down uh, and then I threw go. them away. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I, a lot of the stuff that I did on this, I, I did very intentional and even starting with good old days, like, when I realized I was going to use it as the first one, I was like, I'm going to put a count off at the beginning because yeah, yeah, I yeah, want yeah, it yeah. to sound like, okay, this is the start of not just this song, but the everything. Yeah. Um, so the road um, it's in the middle of the album because it represents where I currently am in life, you know, getting mm. closer to middle age. Mm. Um, it's a song about the progression of life as visualized, like you're driving down a road. And the first line came to me when I was taking the kids to school one morning, we were, we go, you know, east driving towards their school mm -hmm. and it's this straight road 
like most of them are straight flat <laughs> in West Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There and, at least, uh, yeah. <laughs> the clouds, I mean, they just were just perfectly in the sky, just like streaked all the way across and the sun mm -hmm. was coming up and just barely. And so that driving into the sunrise, the, mm -hmm. the clouds let the sun peek through. Uh, I thought it was just a, a representation of that. Yeah. And then, you know, progressing through uh, kind of breaks it into three portions of life. Sun, sunrise being, you know, the beginning of life, birth right. into the sun's at high noon. I'm here in middle age. I'm go, I've gone through some stuff mm -hmm. and then sunset, like we're nearing the end of life and right. it's coming to right. the end. And then yeah. the, the little outro thing kind of sums it all up into no matter where you're going through, we just got to hold on and keep, right. keep driving down the road. And uh, right. the video was shot just, we, we live on like eight and a half acres out here in, oh, uh, wow just west of, of Lubbock, kind of closer to level land, which I don't know if anybody's heard of level land, but it's literally spelled level and then land. Okay. So, and it is. <laughs> I mean, just, I haven't heard of it, but I'm sure other people have it. Is it like a, I mean, I imagine it's very flat land, but like, is there more to it than that? Or that's just, that's, no, that's, 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 pretty, it's, okay, it's that's a lot of farmland. Um, okay. Level land though, is where I went to college, South Plains college, which has ties to um, like Mac Davis and the Dixie Chicks, Natalie Maines. Oh, okay. um, you know, her yeah. the Maines family is from this area. Natalie Maines oh, went okay. there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're just the chicks now. But anyway, so right. <laughs> yeah. uh my twelve year old son uh filmed a lot of it while my youngest, the seven year old, was like holding the speaker playing so we could Aww. we could uh go along with it. And then you can even see a little uh clip of my in the rear view. eight year old. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. Side, he videos himself yeah, yeah, through. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, the twelve year old. Was, I was like, oh, I see somebody a little cameo there. Yeah, I love that. And uh, then my eight year old sitting along the side, kind of in the ditch, playing uh, playing ukulele as I'm walking in one of the shots. So it's I love uh, that you make, fun. and we'll we'll come back to it too. But I love that you make all this stuff a family affair. I really do like that because you can feel that warmth in your music. So before I get us sidetracked, guys, you're gonna enjoy this one so much. Here's the video for the title song from the album The Road. The road. Driving into the sunrise, the clouds at the sun peak. Like eyes looking through the blinds I shield mine at the sight of you Going down a road like many before me But this road is only mine Each turn I take, every decision made Is set in stone and does not fade Sometimes I've had enough But I continue on despite my weary eyes I'm only halfway there 
I've come so far to just give up now and give in to my despair. Sunset, the drive home always seems so long. The road stretches further, I have to keep hanging on. As we'll all come to the end of the road when our journey comes to its close. That final link before we reach our home, then be at peace. In our final repose On this road We all know We must hold on to hope And journey on I do have to ask about the cats because they're so cute, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved how they were on board with what you were doing, you know, like walking yeah. away and you're walking there and then walking towards the camera while you're walking away. And like, did you just get super lucky? Do you have the nicest cats in history? Were those just yeah. random cats? Or I'm assuming well, no, yours. they were ours. I mean, they're okay. little farm cats. We've got one that oh. snuck outside and I, I guess got with the neighbor's cat you know and came back pregnant so she had a few little kittens and so um yeah that was astro and cosmo that were walking around and i mean they yeah they just wanted to be around us all the time of course the kids have picked them up and held them and loved on them ever since they were day one so yeah no they seem really sweet i was just so impressed by that because i'm used to cats just basically looking like they want to kill you all the time and i was like wow these cats are acting you know there's gravitas and everything i mean the, the video is, um, what I like about it is that, well, I mean, I like a lot of things about, but one of the things that I like about it is that the, this, the lyrics, as you were describing before we played it, are, they're not heavy, but they're meaningful, right? right. You know, you're yeah. talking about life as a journey, a progression, a, you know, a, a road that we travel, and that could be depressing (laughs) you know um but but because the video i would say is more contemplative you know you you seem like you're being really thoughtful and you know you're 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 taking us on this visual representation of what the lyrics are about but it doesn't feel down and it doesn't feel falsely positive either it just felt very honest to me did it take you a long time 
to to do it. I mean, I guess if you have the the kids film crew and everything, it maybe sped it up a little bit. But that looked like something that might have taken a while because it was really well done. Yeah. Um, so the the sunrise and um, sunset obviously were taken. It I kind of right. picked a couple days that it looked the best, which a lot of the sunrises and sunsets are great here. So mm -hmm. um, just you know, it was a clear if it was a clear day and that it looked really yeah. good. Um, yeah. but the middle part with us driving and I'm driving, um, we were just, it was a Sunday afternoon and I'm off the weekends. And so I, uh, we were leaving church and I said, Hey, just, just get a, some video of us driving. And, and then I had told him to pan up to the sun cause I had the high noon part in there. Right. And then we got home and I was, you know, just wearing the same clothes. I was like, we'll just see what we can shoot. And so we kind of tried to shoot it all. And we literally shot it all in a couple hours that afternoon. Oh, no and kidding. Multiple little shots of each of it. And then I just threw it in the computer and um, kind of had the had the the whole theme of it and how it was going to progress in my head already. Mm -hmm. So it was easy to just piece together. And uh, yeah. Oh it. wow. Okay. So it 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 ended up looking more um, of an endeavor than it actually was, which I think that's what you want. You want something yeah. that looks like it took forever, but it took you like a day. Okay. So the um. So so. I have like, you know, I have all these different things I want to say. So I'm trying to like frame it up a little bit. Like you mentioned getting into music when you were 13, 14, picking up mm -hmm. a guitar. It, was that, do you come from a musical family? Was that just something that you always wanted to do? How did you end up deciding to get into music in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Musical family is a huge part of it. Um, so I was homeschooled for a few years, like fourth to sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I was in public school before that. And never really had much of an interest. I mean, uh, growing up in church, I'd sing with my family in church. Sure. And then my dad's side of the family is huge. And we would have uh, Thanksgivings. He's got three brothers. Um, and so we'd have Thanksgiving at one uncle's house and we'd have Christmas at the other uncle's house and they'd oh. rotate between the four of them. Okay. And we'd have family reunions. And every time um, all my uncles play, guitar banjo mandolin oh wow great uncle so you'd all get together and they'd play oh, yeah. that's tremendous growing so, up like that that's so great and then the two um two of my uncles they are big into bluegrass and so they'd go to like bluegrass festivals so I, i've gone to a few with them and then you know christmas everybody we'd eat and then it would be break out your guitars and everything yeah. else and we'd play some some bluegrass standards and some country and some old church hymns and some new stuff. And yeah, um, they were always super supportive. And so up to when I was about 12, I mean, I'd experienced that, but it was more from the background, like, you know, I was a younger kid, just like yeah. hey, everybody's singing, let's go play video games or <laughs> yeah. roll around in the floor wrestling or <laughs> yeah, jump on the exactly. trampoline. So my dad um, really was the one of the four that kind of stopped at us. He was the youngest. So the other three were quite a bit older Okay. So he didn't have that connection all around the same age where they, they, especially two of them kept playing their instruments. So okay. as, as my dad got a little older, when I was about 12, he bought a guitar on eBay. And when I was homeschooled, I was going back to that. When I was yeah. homeschooled, my mom had tried, you know, having music class. She played trumpet in band in high school and she played some piano and could read music. Oh, cool. So I got a little bit of that. They actually bought me a trumpet and I, played for a little bit and I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about this. <laughs> not, not and then <laughs> my dad wanted to get back into playing guitar. So he bought a, a, a Yamaha guitar on eBay 
And it came in and I remember seeing the case and I just went into his room. And I was like, man, this is, this is where it's at. And mm-hmm. I just picked it up. And I guess coming from a background of music and singing and, and being around it so much, I kind of just started picking out a couple things. And I was like, this kind of really? makes sense. Um, and huh. I, I mean, I don't know, you know, the, those that play guitar, I was plucking around in the middle and first few notes of amazing grace. It's just like D G B G B. And I was like, Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. I said, this is a lot easier than trying to get my mouth just right for the trumpet and have <laughs> to squeeze it for the higher no notes. for the guitar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I told my mom that, Hey, I, I'd, I'd love to play guitar. I know dad got this for him, but I think it'd be cool. So they I'm taking um, it. <laughs> yeah. We're actually from Eastern New Mexico, Clovis, New Mexico, where there's a, um, an air force base. And there was a guy that played at our church, then played guitar at, in church and he was doing lessons. So I took lessons for okay. about a, a month and a half really from him. And then I just kind of, he actually ended up needed, getting right? stationed somewhere else. And I just oh. finished the book we were working through okay. and you know, the internet was pretty new and I was homeschooled. So I'd finish my school and I would literally just get on the internet and look up tabs yeah. and look up music and look up even, I was even reading music theory, just, I don't know, I guess I was a nerd, but like just yeah, piecing nerd. together how all of it worked, you know, yeah, and understanding yeah. how the, the guitar worked and how it fit in with music theory and learning chords and all that stuff. So from 12, I mean, when I was 13, I was playing in our youth group and, and leading worship there. And then I was in big church, as we called it a few <laughs> years later, you know, playing all through high school and stuff. So, so and, it really was just baked into you. I mean, this is something like a birthright for you almost that you grew up around it. But that's impressive because having wanted to learn guitar for like decades now, and I want to know how to play guitar without having to learn how to play guitar. Right. (laughs) Because my fingers hurt and I'm, you know, I'm a weenie about it or whatever. But like, that's the dream for me is that you just kind of went out and you were like, hey, I just know how to do this. And, you know, I mean, like <laughs> most people do not have that experience. You know, it's like, oh, well, I did a month a month or so of lessons and that's all I needed. And then I was done. So, I mean, so, I mean, then when you started moving into things like banjo and uke, I mean, I yeah. know some of it translates and I'm assuming you play bass on your mm-hmm. album, too. So, I mean, you know, did you have to sort of did you actually have to learn those or did you just brain just know how to automatically do those, too? Yeah, no, I mean, it took some for some of it. Uh, So when I was in high school, you know, 14, 15, I started translating some of that to piano and understanding how the notes worked and intervals and chord shapes and, Mm -hmm. and building chords and, you know, all that music theory, boring stuff. And so I started kind of learning how to play piano and what my mom had taught me from the notes. Right. And the book that I went through for guitar, I learned first position, all the notes from, you know, high G or high A on the E string all the way down to the low E. So I knew all those notes on the staff. So that helped with translating Mm -hmm. that to the piano. So then I kind of started playing piano then. And then I, we had a new pastor come to our church and his son, they were from California and his son played guitar. And, you know, I met him the first Sunday and I had actually forgot a guitar pick to play in church that day. And so I was like, dude, I heard you play guitar. I borrow a pick. And he was like, yeah, sure. You know, thought he was way too cool. And so he gave me a pick and we played and whatever. And we ended up becoming best friends. And he was like, dude, I had a band in California. I played drums in, I'll teach you how to play drums, you know, the basics and stuff. So we started a band 
together, just the two of us, really okay. before the white stripes were kind of like popular. So yeah, look at you. That. You invented the white stripes. That's it. That's it. Jack just, he bit it from you. Now yeah. everyone's got the scoop. Chris was the one that came up with the idea for the white stripes. <laughs> so it was like guitar, piano, and then uh, playing drums. And I mean, we played for five, six years together and wow, even okay. still communicate to this day. Like he sent me some songs that he'd done not too long ago and I mixed them for him and sent them back to him oh. and stuff. So, I mean, we're still really good friends, but um, that was a lot of fun playing, doing something different and, and getting that the more, the more rhythmic side of it, you know? And yeah. Uh, so then, yeah. So, from okay, there, so that, that's how you learn the drums. Okay. Yeah. So we've got your guitar, which you just sort of inherently knew how to do. And then <laughs> piano, which your music theory background helped you teach yourself and then drums with this guy. And I mean, <laughs> then what? So, so like for ukulele and banjo, cause banjo is, I mean, I find banjo playing for some reason, particularly impressive. It just always looks so impressive. Everything's so fast and you've got to, right. you know, you've got the little yeah. finger picks and everything. And so was that equally easy for you or you said it took a little bit more? Yeah, it's, it's still not easy. And where, where it gets me is, um, the, the right hand, the, the, the banjo rolls that they can do super fast. Like I'm just not that good. I, I've okay. finger picked, you know, on guitar and stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's such a structure to it. And there's, it's so fast mm. and the guys that can do it well, it's just so on time. And so a lot going. of, yeah, yeah. It took me quite a few takes for a lot of the banjo stuff. And, and if somebody plays banjo, listens to it and just listen to the track, they could probably tell that I'm not a great banjo player, but as far as like chord shapes and stuff, it's, you play it's, the banjo at all. Let's go with that. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not a nothing uh, fact there, but okay. So, so you, you definitely feel though, that's like, that's not, you're not so proficient with that yet right? as you are with guitar. And what about ukulele? I imagine that's a little more similar. Yeah. It's very similar guitar. to guitar. It's basically just yeah. tuned up and it's, it's the top three strings or four strings. And, um, you know, banjo is just an open tuning. So a lot of the chord shapes are very similar to like having in a open G tuning and mm. on guitar. Mm. And then, um, I, I tried viol. I have a violin. I did not play fiddle on. Getaway. Okay. I was going to ask that <laughs> next. Cause I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. So is that, are those, is that a keyboard? Is that, how'd you get the, cause the fiddle sounds are their key to a lot of the songs and it sounds, yeah. it sounds like a fiddle. So is somebody else playing or those, how'd you get the fiddle on there if it wasn't so you? So the, the, the intro and you know, the, the ending solo parts on getaway, I actually just paid a guy on Fiverr to do. He's also oh, based okay. out of Texas, but he did really well. I think it sounds okay. great. And then the other oh, ones are all yeah. just, just programmed uh, like violin string type sounds. Oh, okay. They, yeah. They sound really convincing though. Oh yeah. Okay. That's, um, that's cool. You know, I guess you're, you're in an area where fiddle is maybe a little bit more accessible than it might be up here. Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe not, you never know. Okay. So, so you just because, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about each of the songs too, but for you, because this is all you, okay, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, you would think of a riff or think of a rhythm, or I'm assuming think of lyrics at some point, you know, too, and you're, you're writing them down. Um, what is your songwriting process like? You know, do you tend to come up with things like guitar riffs first? Do you tend to think of lyrics first? Does it depend on the song? And then from where you start to when you're done, what does that look like for you? Because everybody I ask this question of, 
does it differently. Like yeah. Every single person, nobody's said the same thing twice. So I'm, I'm especially with you because you, you seem to think very, um, you seem organized to me. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm curious what your songwriting process is like. I'll have to make sure and show my wife this so she can hear you say that. <laughs> I'm okay, Jessica. I'm only talking about musically here. I don't know what he does with his socks <laughs> or the laundry oh. or the, the the cabinets when you're putting the groceries away. But but musically, at least he seems he seems quite organized. So, so um, I think kind of standing my songwriting process on its head helped with this just doing something totally new like i mentioned mm -hmm. the iphone um mm -hmm. like it's always been i'm messing around on the guitar and i'm like oh that kind of sounds cool and i'll play a couple chords and then i just found that a lot of the stuff i was writing kind of sounded the same or it was mm -hmm. i'm using the same progression or i was um I'd written quite a few things before this. And I mean, I've written lots of songs over the years and sure. some I've recorded, some I've released, some have just, you know, sit on hard drives, which is mm. a, a common theme between a lot of us. So, Oh yeah. Like I mentioned kind of January 1st this year, just being more intentional. And I was like, I'm going to try to write something every day. Mm -hmm. If it's a, if it's a line, if it's a verse, if it's a hook, if it's uh, I was doing a lot of whistling, while I was, you know, like if I'm driving and something kind of a melody mm. sticks out to me or comes mm -hmm. to me, that's where the whole little intro for the road came. Okay. Um, I just either hummed it or whistled it in my phone and it stayed there and I kind of worked out some chords behind it. So I think, and then going back to the iPhone, like playing on GarageBand on there, I would come up with like the beginning of backwards, that little, mm. um, that little tinkly Ding, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it's also kind of a nerdy part too because it's a polymeter with the one keyboard's playing in three on one side and the other one's playing in four with the programming on the other. Um, so I don't know if you know anybody will notice that or that's just something. But that all came. That just came from the iPhone. What you were okay. Yeah. And so then I had a progression behind that, and I had kind of started in January. Um, I'm a big always been a perfect circle fan and Billy Howardle, their, their um, guitar player put out a solo album, which is fantastic, but okay. it's very much that kind of um, electronic industrial alternative, heavier type stuff. And I thought that's the route I was going to go. Um, but it just, it didn't feel as authentic to me. It didn't feel mm. like, you know, having the bluegrass background and having played acoustic guitar for so many years, mm. um, maybe with a little more experience or some more um, listening to that kind of music yeah. would, uh, I just felt like I was trying too hard to make it sound like that, if, you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it, and that kind of undercuts everything else you're trying to do. Right. Because it's not going to flow as naturally as if it's Absolutely. just something that's that's more like you to begin with. That makes a lot of sense. So I took, a, but I took uh, the shell of a lot of those, the melodies, the chord progressions, even mm. the beats, because the beat for backwards was from that too. I just moved okay. it over to my and you do, and I bet and, I know you do have a couple in there that where the beats are definitely different. There's even more like R and B feel or whatever. So I could totally yeah. okay. So not to interrupt you, but okay. So you would take that the shells of those things and then. Yeah. I had, I had like 45 different songs either completely done. Like I'd recorded just on my iPhone, just singing into the mic yeah, or all the way down to, you know, maybe just an intro or just a melody or just a weird little beat with a okay. chord progression, you know? So I took mm -hmm. those that I liked 
and that the melodies would translate well to another type of music and, and mm. had written a couple other ones. Like I wrote, um, wake up, Oh sleeper. That one's not from this year. And then, um, like your last is from uh previous, but the other six are all just songs that I wrote this year. This year. So, okay. um, and then really just kind of trying to find inspiration from anywhere. I would just hear a melody or hear part of something or, um, you know, I, I, the, there was a Drew Holcomb and the neighbors is a very big inspiration for me and for my songwriting okay. and for my sound. And they had a song that they did with the national parks called dance with somebody. And it kind of has that like Afro Cuban, like get to Oh, okay. Oh, cool. But not really strong. Like every pop song these days has, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of in the background. And I was like, more Whoa, subtle. They're, yeah. Okay. They're using that. And it's just a straight up like Americana, folky kind of tune and so i don't know i use that type of beat in the background for your story too the the, the rims are playing to yes so. I, I i i did not identify it as that but i definitely it because the the beat i mean it, and it makes sense too but lyrically it's the you know the beat is very upbeat it's very dancey it's very right. catchy and the lyrics are all talking about, you know, you know, tell your victory, tell your story. Yeah. And it, yeah. Okay. That now I'll have to go back now and listen to it again, knowing where that specifically came. So, I mean, you, you then, I mean, that, that was something that I think I felt in the music without consciously identifying it, that you are straddling genres, you know, you're taking beats from one genre, you're taking, you know, um, guitar influences whatever from another then you know you might have more of a of a slight country americana twang in what you're singing and you're putting all these elements together and i think that that's something that kind of read to me as sort of a signature sound for you that you're you know that's why at the beginning of 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 of, of this discussion i wasn't able to say this is the kind of music that right. you're doing yeah. because you're not just doing a kind of music as i said you're doing different things but i like how different you know afro cuban and americana and then yeah. punk and then this and it's all coming together and like you keep mentioning backwards and that's another one that i really really like on the album and it reminds me a little bit of um that fastball song, The Way. Do you know that song? Um, where were they going without ever knowing the oh. way? Oh, yeah. yeah. And because it, it's got that. It's And the reason it reminds me of that is because the verses of that song, there's a there's like a an energy to it. And I hate to use that word because it sounds so cheesy, but it's it sounds like something big is coming. And then it opens up you know, for the choruses and, and that happens the same way in backwards. Um, and again, I, when I make comparisons, I always mean it in a positive way. It's like, I'm like, Ooh, I love that song. And this reminds sure. me of that yeah. song a little bit, but it's different. Yeah. But I, 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 and I think that works too, because backwards is, I mean, for, you know, I know the album is, is at least today, it's still new. It won't be by the time people are watching this, but for anybody who hasn't gotten a chance to listen yet, the lyrics are all about, don't dwell on the past, you know, yeah, don't, exactly. don't constantly be looking behind you. Cause if you look behind you, yeah, you can, you can see what's there, but you're missing what you're looking for in front right. of you. Exactly. And the fact that you've got that 
kind of portentous instrumentation, you know, in the intro. And like you said, um, with the, with the poly and, 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 you know, your little nerdy moment there and, and just the way that it's crafted, I can't exactly articulate why it gave me that feeling of like, pay attention. Hmm. Like this is like, you need to hear this. There's something, not even just the song, but just what you're going to say, you know? And, and I, so I like that because you're, whether you're intending to do it or not, and you're talking about being intentional, so I'm going to assume that you did, the way that you've structured your songs, the way that you've chosen the instrumentation, because it's very, it is very intentional. You're not just throwing everything in, you know, you're not, every song doesn't have every same instrument on it. Right. You're not using the same. And I, I think it, the, the structure of all the songs and the instruments that you're choosing, and even the way that you change a song from, intro to verse or verse to chorus or chorus to bridge or bridge to outro, it reflects what you're talking about lyrically. And I just thought that was really cool. And I'm, I'm yeah. curious how much of that was on purpose <laughs> and how much of that just kind of happened. And I mean, cause you, you seem to, to, this is something that comes so naturally to you. I wonder if you end up sort of realizing later that lyrically and musically you've done something cool where it's kind of meta like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thank you so much. That's, that oh, means welcome. a lot for, uh, to hear somebody say that about stuff that I've written. And oh, yeah, like right. I said, a lot of it was intentional. Um, a, okay. a lot of it, um, you know, maybe just kind of, it just seemed like it fit with the song for me, the guitar mm-hmm. on backwards, actually I'm in, uh, there's another group on Facebook, um, talking about garage band and logic pro and stuff on, um, okay. MacBook. And, and there was a guy that was like, Hey, I play guitar. Anybody want to, um, you know, collaborate on some stuff. So I said, Hey, I've got this song. And I was really kind of, since it came from that electronic sound, yeah, I kind of felt stuck. Like I was like, nothing I'm playing. I just felt like I was just playing the chords or I was just playing the lead lines Mm. I I had been playing. And so I was like, Hey, see what you can do on this. If you want to play on it, cool. And so he had that, that lead part that's in each of the choruses, I guess. Yeah. And that, that song kind of came from two um, Dawes is a big influence of mine as well. I love them That's and their band. new album, misadventures of doom scroller. Uh, there's a, um, I don't it's know a great title. F- <laughs> yeah. The first song, and I don't remember what it is. It doesn't have, a, it doesn't really have a chorus. It's just got like a little riff that they play and they've really kind of moved towards like the jam band type thing. Mm, almost okay. getting towards like, um, Oh yeah. I know the older, stuff so that where it was much more structured than that yeah Yeah. so the um, yeah yeah so very much like uh grateful dead types like long like like i think the first one or second and third song are kind of mashed together like nine minutes long there's a big jam in the middle yeah it's super cool so that idea like the the first song of theirs of like this doesn't really have a chorus it kind of is verses and there's like this musical break that's the Mm -hmm. chorus so i had that idea with backwards. And then I ended up singing that if we had time for us to choose, would we decide or would we lose, mm-hmm. but kind of, you know, down. So it's focused more on his guitar part. Cause I liked it so yes. much. Yes. And I think that kind of helped in, um, in focusing on the verses more to where, mm. you know, the words can really stick out about what it's about. So, um, I mean, a lot of it was intentional about what I was writing songs about and what I wanted to convey in each song and kind of the, the album as a whole 
not mm. to say it's like a concept album, but they all no, kind but of you have do have same, themes and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, you know you don't have a song where you're like, hey, everything's great, and then another one's like, everything's awful, you know. And right. I, I I and I think you know specifically um, when you're talking about how you pulled the vocals back to focus on the guitar, one of the things I liked about that was that it almost sounded like a conscience, you know, mm. or like oh, just a cool. voice in your head kind of saying, hey, yeah. you know, like just you get to decide what you're going to put your energy into. You get to decide what you're going to. And I mean, it's it's funny because you, you're dealing with themes that are universal, right? I mean, and and in, at one point you even say in the lyrics, you know, on, on Live Your Last, you know, it, it, it's a cliche, but yeah. it's true, you know, and, and what I thought was, was really, what one thing I liked a lot is that your, the album is very earnest lyrically and very honest lyrically, but without reading as being cheesy or, or cliche, you know, yeah. that, that you're, because, I mean, I, I gather, especially from stuff that I've heard, you know, um, the opportunes do that you've been through stuff (laughs) and, um, you know, to be able to bring being realistic about, you know, life isn't always easy. You know, the, the road isn't always straight, um, you know, and, and, and things do get difficult and, you know, you, you don't know how much time you have, like in live, in live your last and backwards, like, you know, don't waste the time that's ahead of you looking behind you and all like, you know, you're not smoothing it out. You're not saying, Hey, everything's great. You know, because a lot of, a lot of the time, you know, with more of like an Americana bluegrass kind of thing, I've heard a lot of people write songs for that genre where the, the lyrics are very kind of surface, you know, and it's always interesting to me because while I understand that a lot of the musicians um, and really the instrumentation more um, does have kind of an upbeat, you know, sort of like it's it's kind of hard to feel sad when you're listening to a banjo unless it's really Absolutely, intended to yeah. be mournful. Um, but that that the, the lyrics are kind of like, oh, OK, you know, and yeah. I, I really felt you putting yourself into this, you know, I mean, musically, definitely. And, and it's you know, it's impressive to me that you've managed to learn all these instruments, play everything yourself, write everything yourself. And, you know, and I know that you, you went to school or, or at least part of what you do is like sound recording and, and mm-hmm. audio engineering. Right. So like, yeah. I'm assuming you're mixing and mastering everything yourself. Like it could have become a very navel gazing kind of project, you know, and it didn't, you know, and, and I kind of, I walked away from the album going, Okay, you know, um, Chris wants me. <laughs> Chris wants me to be mindful, but not to dwell yeah. and to seize the day, you know. And it's like I don't tend to think that way, so it's good for me to hear it in music sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, t- I tend, I tend to be, um, I tend to focus too much sometimes on things that I shouldn't. But you know, I, I, I just, I think how honest it is, you know, and how straightforward it is and you're not trying to and I hope you don't take this the wrong way but you're not trying to impress anybody lyrically you're not overselling it you're not overcomplicating it it's it's it the word that I keep coming back to is it's honest you know and that to me anything that's honest has a lot of heart you know yeah. and then and 
and the music is good. So thank goodness, because, <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise it would be like, okay, well, that's very nice, but oh my goodness. So, yeah. I mean, so you, you then just to kind of wrap that back up about songwriting, it sounds like it's not one straightforward thing for you. You'll come up with something and you'll build from there or you'll pull from there. But I mean, like, do you then tend once you have a riff or whatever, are you putting down drums and bass first? Are you building it around the guitar riff? Like, when do you start writing the lyrics? Is the song mostly done and the lyrics are in service of the instrumentation? Or are you crafting the song around the lyrics and kind of the, the meaning of that? Or does it go back yeah. and forth? Um, so, and I was another thing that I was really trying hard was... I didn't want to be like super cryptic with lyrics and stuff, you know, like right. you said, I mean, it's very, it's pretty straightforward. You can listen to any one of them and know what I'm talking about. And, yeah. um, and then also with the melodies, uh, trying to something that's catchy, something that's memorable. You can listen to it once and, and, you know, maybe, and that's what I hoped with like the road, you know, that, that little whistle part, like I'd whistle a couple of times. Is, and it is like, insanely is catchy. catchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where as much as I like it, there was like a day because I, you know, I, as I tell everybody, you know, when I do these shows, I listen to everything that mm -hmm. is available. And so like I'm listening to it and, you know, and it was funny because when I was first prepping for this interview, you had just released The Road and everything else was these little previews, you know, on your yeah. YouTube or whatever. There were little snippets of things. And I was like, oh, and then I didn't realize that the date was right beforehand. So all of a sudden, boom, there was an album. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so I went and I sat down and I listened to it. And, um, you know, you I forgot where I was going with that story. But <laughs> what were we talking Mel about? Melodies was right before that talking about catchy melodies and stuff. Oh, right. So, yes. Thank you. So I um, there's my ADHD squirrel brain at work. But, um, you know, I, I, I heard the road a good bit. Um, especially last week, and I could not get the whistle. Out of my <laughs> and it was like two in the morning, and I'm like, "Okay, Chris, please, <laughs> like, could you just?" But, but it—that's it, what you want, though. You want something that I, I forget who I was talking to, but it was—it was either um, Grimrock or it might have been uh, Mick from Shovel Monster. I think it might have been Mick saying that you know he would get an idea for a riff or something in his head. Mm -hmm. And I would say, oh, and so, you know, are you sitting there writing it down? And he's like, no, because if it doesn't stick with me, then it's probably not going to stick with anybody else. And I thought that was really interesting. So you must have gotten that in your head and gone, aha, yeah, <laughs> like this is so catchy and it's so recognizable. So you started with that for, for, for the road. Yeah. So I just had that okay. melody and I was like, you know what, that I think it'd be cool to just kind of have it as a whistle. So okay. I, I, it, it wasn't, um, the same for every song a, a lot of the times though yes it still was guitar especially mm -hmm. get away like that little intro riff i actually was watching uh trey hensley he's a bluegrass phenomenal yeah, guitar name. player acoustic okay. um country type stuff and uh i was watching him and he played something that kind of had mostly some dominant sevenths in there and i was like oh that's kind of cool and so i just started strumming and then i mean the lyrics i just really and, and I posted it in another group, kind of some background to songwriting. And I've got the the video of where I'd set my phone on, you know, in mm -hmm. front of me and was just playing these chords. Nah, 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 nah. And I was thinking, that'd be cool if I accented that dominant seventh, that B flat of the C chord. Nah, 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 for transitioning. So a lot of them come mm -hmm. from, you know, just little ideas like that where it's like, oh, that's a weird note. Oh, until it goes to the next chord you know, that re resolution. You, do, type you thing. do that in amazed too. Don't you, you have a, there's almost like, um, 
it, it sounded Beatles-esque to me, um, where oh. there's a there's a chord progression that you wouldn't necessarily expect in there. And I, I like stuff like that a lot. Is it the, the pre-chorus that, 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 dun, right before, dun, 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 that walk down? That yeah. exactly right there, right before you get to the chorus pieces. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, it, it, it think little details like that to me make a song more interesting because there's where you would have been expected to go, which would have been yeah. good, but I like where you went better instead, instead better rather, you know, like yeah. it, 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 uh, it, it just kind of kicked it into a different dimension for me a little yeah. bit for lack of a better word. So, so, okay. So you'll do that sometimes too, where you'll say, Oh, okay. You know, if I go up here instead of going down here, then this will actually right. create a little more tension musically or whatever. I mean, I think your music theory background helps you with stuff like that a lot. Yeah, I think. And, and as far as um, understanding what I'm doing, yeah, it, it helps. Mm. Uh, but I think it can kind of get in the way too, uh, because oh, okay. I try to, to structure things too much where it's like you mentioned the Beatles. I mean, we don't know exactly how much music theory they knew back then, but Paul McCartney's talk, he's one of my absolute favorites. Oh, I love he's, Paul. He's a, I mean, they use the word genius too much, Absolutely. but he really is a genius. Yeah. And John too. I mean, great stuff. I, if he would have lived beyond what he Who did, knows what he, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But they've talked about like, we just were doing what we thought sounded cool or somebody would be like, Hey, let's try this. And so they're right. doing things that have for, you know, years, even centuries back to, you know, English music that, uh, mm. you know, classical music, those, that's called a line cliche, that little chromatic walk down over a minor, which is the same thing way they start stairway to heaven. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, the, they were doing that just because it sounded cool and they did it before, you know, Led Zeppelin did it on Stairway to Heaven, but there's thousands of different yeah. examples of that. So um, the times when I can recognize, oh yeah, that's what they're doing. That would sound cool here works. Mm. But if I'm trying too hard, which I think back to a couple of years ago, I was really into modes and I was like, oh, I'm going to write a song in, in uh, E Dorian because I want to oh, try geez, and because you just well, wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's like writing a sonnet because you want to write a sonnet, not right. because you have a sonnet to write. Yeah. 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 I but know this exactly was more I mean. just like taking those. Ooh, that's a cool idea lyrically. And mm -hmm. where does that need to go? What is mm -hmm. this about? Or, Ooh, that's a cool melody. Let's not uh, complicate it too much Yeah, because I want yeah, it to yeah, be yeah. singable. I want it to be memorable. I want it to strike a chord. Pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> 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 with people to where they're like, Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah. And you know, the, the well, music yeah. nerd in me hears that all the time with songs that I'm listening to. And I'll point it yeah. out even to my wife who she, she plays piano and drums and, and sings and stuff, but she's like, okay, cool. That's neat that that's in there. <laughs> you know? Anyway. Yeah, no, but, I, but I, and I keep hearing you say in, in the same way and in different ways that whenever you're thinking too much about what you're trying to do, or you're trying too hard, mm -hmm. it doesn't work, right? Yeah. So if you were trying to do a certain genre that you didn't feel like you had enough cred in, you know, right. even to yourself, um, you pulled those pieces out and you put them into something that felt more like home. And and I think that that's, it's great that you're that self-aware because uh, as I said, you know, the honesty of the lyrics and the instrumentation really, because I think, 
you know, I've heard kind of manufactured bluegrass and manufactured Americana, and you can tell it's like a corporate thing, and it yeah. just sounds so hollow. It doesn't have that wink to it. You know, there isn't that personality in there. And I think if you if you're starting from a place of, oh, here, let me challenge myself and see if I can write something like this, you could probably do it and do it well. But I don't think it would necessarily read as genuine as the stuff that you've got on the album, you know, and it's yeah. and look, I mean, geez, life is complicated enough already. <laughs> you know, we don't need to complicate our music unnecessarily. And and by the way, I just want to make it very clear to you and to, to everybody watching when we're saying the music isn't complicated, that doesn't mean it's simplistic. You know, there's a difference between complicated and complex. And I think musically it is complex. You've got all these layers, you've got all these instruments, you know, fiddle and banjo and ukulele and piano and bass and drums and guitar, you know, electric and acoustic. And like, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot for the ear yeah. to, to, to chew on, <laughs> to, to mix a metaphor, but like, but it's not, pretentious it's not impressed with itself you're not trying too hard and i think that that's i don't know we i, I we don't have an, enough of that right now i think so i mean i i really appreciated that and and i again i mean good old days great just like it makes you want to get up and stomp too it really i'm sitting there in my car my car's shaking because <laughs> you know i'm banging my foot on the on the floorboard and and backwards like i said you know it has that cool fastball kind of opener there and now that I know you know kind of how you built it um you know and, and pulled the vocals back and kind of you know made sure that the instrumentation um and interestingly you know paradoxically that pulling the lyrics back in places actually made them stand out more right um which is a neat feat in and of itself yeah and then you know the album itself I kind of wanted to ask you about the order of the songs because you said when you put the road in the middle Mm -hmm. Um, that's because that's where you are and you're kind of at the middle. Um, you know, so after, um, backwards, it's your, uh, your story. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and again, as we mentioned that that's, that's one where, um, it's talking about, you know, like shout out your, shout out your joy, yeah. shout out your yeah. accomplishments. You know, you don't have to hide everything under a bushel. Right. You don't have to, you know, ding yourself, whatever. And and it's very anthemic, that song, you know, it's like you've got yeah. that whole um, it's it, 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 it. I don't know. It's almost like the musical equivalent of like a um, motivational speaker, you know, <laughs> but like in a good way, because it makes you go like, oh, OK, I can talk about this. And like what I love doing this show is that I get to spend a lot of time kind of forcing people to talk about the cool stuff that they've done. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, people don't always do that. But then, OK, so then at that point, we're at the middle of the album. We're in the road. Right. You know, we're in the middle of the road, we're on the road. And then you go to get away and amazed. And so you, you know, but did you, beyond putting the road in the middle and knowing that Good Old Days was a great opener, mm -hmm. how did you come up with the song order for the rest of the album and specifically ending on the worship song that you did? Yeah. You know, how did you decide to structure the song order in the first place? Or was that, you know, was that something you knew from the beginning or did that take a while to figure out? No, I didn't know it from the beginning. Like I said, I'd narrowed down from a large group of partially finished or completely finished. 40-something songs, yeah. yeah. Well, our ideas, you know. But uh, So once I got down to those, and the so I, I kind of have notes on this too. Sure, yeah. So it's kind of like broken down into parts of like reminiscing, 
which is good old days. You know, mm-hmm. I think everybody can relate to that. And mm-hmm. just wanted to say a quick note on the pre-course of that, where it's just the stomps and claps and that cornbread in the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally wrote that while I was making beans and cornbread one night because ever since my kids were little, my wife sings everything to them. Oh, yeah, I, I, that same thing. She, with, with everything mine, is yeah. sing songy, and you know, yeah. we have a little get up song or a go to bed song. It or, goes you know, a very long way. Parents, people who are not parents yet, instead of yelling, sing. Yeah, <laughs> it's better. And they for remember everybody. it too. They'll remember. They do. Yeah. They so do. I was literally just um, had that kind of like driving, doom, doom, comrades in the mm-hmm. oven. So I was like, that'll make a cool song. And so I think part of this, this songwriting process that I've changed a little bit too is that adage of strike while the iron's hot. Like, hey, this mm. is cool mm. and it's catchy. And the kids were like, what is that from? I was like, I don't know. I just thought of it. Uh, that's you know? that's so a good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally yeah. like, okay, food's done. I'm going to go write this down really quick <laughs> down. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> strum out, figure out what key it's in. So Enjoy it the cornbread. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it even stayed in the same key from like what I was singing and just because it was that natural of like calling the kids in for dinner, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. good old days. Everybody can relate to some part of that. It's very personal to me. And everything I mentioned in there is, is something that I did. So like, you know, Real, running around okay. outside in the front yard, playing with friends, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a new neighbor moves in down the street. He's a friend too. come on down. And mm-hmm. we, despite being from New Mexico, we played street hockey. Like we had goals, we drag out into the street and we played roller okay. hockey in the street. And there was, you know, five or six of us that would play almost every day and drag it out when cars came. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that that and then the second kind of talks about teenage years, like the two bands, I main two bands. I played guitar and sing in one, mm. and then I played drums in Fever Dream was the name mm. of the one I mentioned that okay. I learned to play drums for. Okay. So kind of reminiscing good old days, reminiscing on backwards, but don't stay stuck there. Don't think about like, you mm-hmm. know, when I was in high school, I could throw a pigskin in half a mile kind of thing, you know, and right. Don't, don't make those your good old days forever. Yeah, like that's yeah. where they're the only ones. Yeah. Like those are cool, but we're also doing cool stuff now. Right. And then same thing for story. Like, Hey, at this point you've been through some stuff and you know, I was thinking that kind of went back to the mental health month a couple months ago where mm-hmm. you know there's people that have been through some serious stuff and oh, yeah. have been through some really heartbreaking and heart-wrenching stuff yeah. and it's okay to talk about that it's okay to yeah. tell other people that you've been through that and to talk about how it affected you mm-hmm. and it's okay to be transparent so that your story thing is like you know this is where we've come from and let's share it let's let's let everybody know this is not right. the end Right. Um, that's not the the end of your story. You've got more to go kind of. Well, thing. and so. what I like about it, too, is that you're not when you're talking about victories, you don't necessarily mean things that were all positive and great. Right. You you also, at least the way I took it, mean victories over heartache and grief yeah. and loss and pain and trauma. And I mean, again, you know, g- coming from the opportunes catalog and yeah. and and sort of knowing a little bit of that background and if you guys don't look them up too because they're great it's it's a it's different and it's not and it fits together still and it's it's still chris so it gives you another yeah. another uh side of him but um but you're right because it's not only okay to talk about those things it's crucial because yeah, who has not gone through difficult things in life if you're doing that you're either 
I don't know, hiding in your house, which seems kind of difficult to me anyway, or you're not paying attention, you know? And so I think that especially with music, you know, that's a place where we can all safely put and receive all of those vulnerabilities and Mm -hmm. all of those traumas and difficult things and all of them. I mean, every single musician that I've interviewed so far and all of the musicians that I talk to, you know, through band together and box and six and Facebook and everything, everybody's got some mental health element there, you know, and whether it's something that's, you know, neurobiological and it's, you know, congenital baked in from when they're little, if it's something that was some sort of traumatic event that happened to them when they were younger or more recently, or, you know, something that they, they haven't had enough of life yet. And they're, they feel like they're missing out Mm -hmm. your stuff can fit all of those people, you know, and I love that, you know, I love that the lyrics are specific to you, especially in things like good old days, but it doesn't matter because it didn't keep me from remembering mine. You know, you kind of brought me and you made it personal, but it didn't, it didn't, it didn't close anybody out. So, okay. So you're, so at that point, you know, you're talking about, we've gone through it, we're in it. It's not the end of your story. And then that puts us in the road, right? Right. Which is, you know, kind of talks about all, all of it, you know, that's why I put it in the middle. Cause like I said, I'm, I kind of came to me, somebody was talking about, your quarter life crisis. And I was like, I'm not quarter life. Yeah. And, uh, I'm when you first realize that it's like, Oh no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and, I know. uh, you know, especially, I mean, surely technology is going to progress where we're living past hundreds of years. Uh, who knows? I mean, the yeah. human body can only really take so much, but probably not you and me, but you know, maybe <laughs> our kids, but yeah, not that I want to live that long either, you know, but, um, I'm too tired for that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that just kind of like, the the middle of like you've been through some stuff mm. this is where we're at now mm-hmm. keep plugging on you know no matter mm-hmm. what it's been through mm-hmm. and then the second half was more just um about just appreciating everything you know like mm. get away uh and, and is thinking- that is that as i take it like it's about nature kind yeah. of as a, a balm and a salve and you know okay yeah, yeah. see I'm, I'm an anti-nature person but i i <laughs> i love the idea of what you were saying even though i would never actually go outside and do it but but it's yeah it's and it's it's um that one that one I think is uh, lyrically I really enjoyed that I didn't want to interrupt you but I just Very wanted good. to make sure I was yeah 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 okay yeah. so and and that 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 reminds me too of like um do you know that show Prairie Home Companion the the radio show Mm-mm. oh okay it's it's um I don't even know where it is anymore it used to be on um maybe it was NPR I don't know but. It's this guy, I'm not going to take up your interview time talking about it, but you might enjoy it because he tells these really great stories about this area called Lake Wobegon. And it's it's got that kind of, it's just, it it felt like... um, like sitting down to a warm plate of cookies, music for for, for you, (laughs) you know, um, for Getaway. Like it it just, I was like, I I recognized enough of it while it was still its own thing that I was like, oh, this is so cozy. (laughs) It it almost made me want to go outside. But okay, so that one, just enjoying what you have and, and, you know, paying attention to where you are. Okay. Yeah. And then so that one I was kind of thinking about, we had a family camping trip coming up for the kids scouting group that they were in and then amazed kind of just piggybacked on that. And it was Mm -hmm. one that I'd, there was the other one that was written previously. We'd taken a trip to Angel Fire, New Mexico, with uh, my family and my parents and my mm. sister and her family. Mm. And we spent five days up there. And I, again, there was trying to just write a song a day. 
And I, I left there with five songs and I fully intended on okay. uh, just releasing a little EP either under opportune or I was just going to do it solo. That was mm. two years ago. So I didn't, I just uh, had every intention of doing it and had the shell of the songs there, but this one, and then you will never leave, which actually came out under opportune just because I was just more anxious to get anything out than any out, sure. this year. So I actually released mm. that under opportune. And I was like, this kind of doesn't sound like, anything else that we've me and Jessica have done. So that's, that was another prompting of like, this I song to, sounds like this. Yeah. But I've got yeah. more that sound like that, yeah. that I yeah. want to put somewhere to do else. my own thing. That's this. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, yeah. Yeah. Cause you were talking about that. Is that about Jessica? Is it about the kids? Cause it's so beautiful. Amazed. You know? Yeah. No, it's just about, um, God's creation. And I, I was okay. sitting on the deck of this. So kind of indirectly, in. it is about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, sitting on the deck and just was like, man, it is so beautiful out here. You know, the, mm. the trees and the nature singing all over the place and, and all that. So it was just really just like being mindful and appreciating place. everything. Yeah. yeah. That you have around you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's really lovely. It's, and you know, I, I think it could actually be like a really beautiful wedding song if people wanted it to be yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I thought it was it was it was maybe romantic is the wrong word but there's a lot of love in that sure yeah there's yeah. a lot of love in the in the lyrics of that song even the instrumentation too so okay so amazed yep and then wake up oh sleeper um is just kind of for the people that still are not are, are stuck in a rut or are stuck in their mm. ways or um you know in a in a dead end job or in a relationship that they can't appreciate or whatever, or anything of like, we don't have a whole lot of time left, right. you know? Right. So right. You, you need to be doing things that, that matter to you and, and uh, things that are important. So yeah, that don't was, sleep through your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like your last was one that came from unexpected death of a family member my wife's cousin died at 33 last uh, almost two years ago and kind of piggybacked on the death of my father-in-law. He was 61. He died in, in December of 2021. Mm -hmm. So, and it was just, I mean, it was very unexpected. So mm -hmm. that, that, and then um, her cousin dying, you know, a year, year and a half later at such a young age, mm. it prompted. So th that one and, um, the other ones that, you know, were a little previous to this year, but uh, I thought fit well. Mm -hmm. And actually that one, uh, before I came up with bone locker, I recorded a punk version of that one. Of live your last, like your last. Yeah. It's called, uh, it's, I, I wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to have to hear that at some point. I'm going to have to get that. It's on SoundCloud. It's on, it's, Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. I'm never, I don't have anything with that. That's something I, that's something I have not yet signed up for. for yeah. A punk version of yeah. like your last. And it was just kind of the, the, the okay. time I was in where I was just kind of was being nostalgic and listened to a lot mm. of punk music and pop punk, for, especially yeah, okay. and stuff. And uh, I still do. I mean, I listen to so many different kinds of music, but I was, uh, I don't know if you know who Andrew Huang is. He's a big time YouTuber that does a lot of cool stuff. And he is kind of very eclectic in his genres. He started out kind of in the, the Mimi. He had like pink fluffy unicorn or something like that was one of the first ones okay. that came out and it was just like okay. goofy. And then he kind of changed was like electronic, but okay. with like 
vocals and then he does rap and then he put out like a whole acoustic album and then he's done like rock and then he got together with oh, wow. rob scallon scallon do you know who i don't know if you know who he is he's a big youtuber so. too does no, more like i don't know the youtubers <laughs> my kids would know but i don't and okay stuff like that but they have a band called first of october where they write a whole album on the first day of october 12 songs all in one day wow and uh so I, i'm a big fan of andrews but he put a video out that really struck um, me as like, this is kind of what you're doing. I was recording some punk stuff. I was doing some like progressive metal, um, like heavier alternative type stuff. And I have like folders of like five or six punk songs and five or six That's metal songs. Very that cool. I was in okay. Andrew Huang was like, if, if you're going to do that, cool. But if you can focus all your energy on like, this is what I like, this is what I enjoy playing mm. and listening to. Mm. And again, going back to like feels authentic for me. Like this is, this is me. This is where I come from. Yeah. That kind of thing. So that was while I was finding this. You're figuring out what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. 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 So but I like I'm, that because your, your music kind of told you what it needed to be, yeah. which is that I think that's as it should be. So, okay. I'm going to have to hear that. I really am. Okay. And and so then, then you've got the um, the hammer uh, at the end, yeah. Now my vision, right? Yeah, it's the last, yeah. So you end on a very quiet, thoughtful, you know, grateful note, um, which I think, given what you've done with the rest of the album and kind of how the whole album is a road, that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me for 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 who you are and everything that that you've talked about. So yeah, and it's kind of you know just basically the lyrics being my ending to this like and for the rest of my life uh the line at the very um end says heart of my own heart whatever befall still be my vision or ruler of all so like it's um it's not all about me and there is vision beyond what i can see and even in just family and friends and their situations and social media like Mm. Uh, we don't see everything that's going on, you know, no, and somebody no. can come out and say, Hey, had a perfect day doing this. And you really don't know what's going on behind Not at the all. curtains. No. And so no. that kind of asks to like, Hey, don't let me be super judgmental of people. Don't let me look at everything at face value. Mm -hmm. Somebody could snap or bite or, um, mm come out and say something super mean and be like, I don't, I don't know what they've been through today. I don't know what they've been through this week, through this month, right. this year, their right. life, you know? Right. right. So that kind of like, give me a, a bigger vision of, uh, you know, widen my lens mm -hmm. of what's going on, not just in my world, but those around right. me and, and everybody's. So. So no, that, I mean, that's beautiful that it, because, you know, we do need more empathy. We do need to give each other and ourselves more grace on things yeah. because it's, you know, they say, uh, you know, be kind because everyone's fighting a battle you know nothing about. And it's true, you know, yeah, and sure. it's, it can be hard to do that when somebody just blows up at you and you don't have context for it. But, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's smart too, because you're, if you take that kind of a frame into everything that comes next then everything that comes next will be better than if you hadn't done that, you know? And even if yeah. nobody else changes, but you, you're being kinder and you're, right. it's probably helping your mental health a little bit too. Cause you're not always yeah. thinking everything's about you and why are they exactly. reacting to me this way? And so, no, I really, I mean, Chris, it's just, um, I'm, I, I hope you don't mind my say, but I'm proud of you because you, you. you, you've put together something that is very, 
authentically you. And what's cool about that, and I've learned more about it, you know, from talking to you today is that what you is, <laughs> is pretty complex, but you're also, you don't seem like a fraught person, you know, you, you seem pretty straight from the hip and, and, and open to things, which I think is, that's yeah. one of the other things that's really difficult is when you have difficulties in life, not getting hardened by them or closed off by them. And I just, um, it shows in the album. It really does. And, and I think that, you know, people will be able to take it on whichever level they want. They can either just yeah. listen to it as a, as a stomper and just go out there and like, this is just really good. Even if they don't even pay attention to the lyrics, you know, there's so much to enjoy. And then if they're really listening to what you're conveying, there's a whole other level to it. But I, yeah. I have to ask you, Bone Locker, how did you pick? Because, you know, when I first heard the name, I was like, I'm a, is this going to be a metal project? <laughs> like, it yeah. sounds like, and I mean, I, I think I know what you mean by Bone Locker, but I just want to ask you how you came up with that name for this project. And did you do it before you knew what it was going to be or a little bit? So, yeah, it, it, it was. And, um, you know, having joined band together and, and seeing, you know, like there's a band on there called Bone from Texas yes. that uh, with the umlaut know, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotten yeah. to know them. Uh, it was really just, I didn't want to use my name. I don't, I don't, you know, there's people that do such and such band like yeah. the Michael Bate band. Like that's a really cool name. Right. And Dave Matthews band, like right. that's a huge right. fan of theirs. Yeah, I just powder band. Name, yeah. You didn't want yeah, to. Oh my goodness. Their new album is fantastic by the way. <laughs> tremendous it's yeah. production yeah. and the musicality is really good oh yeah and he said good things about my album which made me feel really good too yeah so, and the, yeah um, yeah yeah that's praise from caesar so yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so but i just and i was like i i even tried you know like maybe my initials which mm. I, I just didn't like any of it so I, so I need something individual and same thing with opportune like when we came up with that probably 12 years ago now there wasn't any band that just used that. And I thought it was kind of a cool play too, because it's got the word tune in there. Tunes, and it's kind of a musical. Right, yeah, but it's opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to do the same thing. So I scoured Spotify and Amazon and Apple Music looking like anytime I come up with a name and I didn't want something, um, you know, I watched yeah. the Nurok episode last yeah, night yeah. <laughs> and they <laughs> were talking about their name and up. I was like, oh yeah. my goodness. Like I don't even, uh, you know, I was thinking, thinking about and i guess just kind of being intentional too which that is a super cool name and finding out that it comes from ragnarok like when you right. mentioned like right moment right exactly um, <laughs> so it's cool and it's got good meaning to it and, it and it's it's but having somebody find like if if you just said a certain name um like i'm trying to think of any other band like if you said some name of a band it's or i'll think of when i was younger there was this band that played on um the radio and forever i thought their name was radio angel and i looked them and this was before internet and stuff you know so i'd look at the record store or album you know cds i couldn't find them anywhere and then i actually saw them live and found out that it was radial r-a-d-i-a-l angel and oh. i was like oh my gosh yeah so thinking of that and bought albums and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> uh not knowing you know, like maybe how to spell a name or something right, like that. You don't want something so, that's going to be too complicated or too, too common. Yeah. Or, yeah. 
So I had started, I kind of went down this rabbit hole of old English terms. I saw an article that popped up like old English terms. We need to bring back. We need back. to bring back. I love yeah. that article. It's a great, yeah. it's a great, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep meaning to so, go back and use those words, but okay. I was wondering. So about. I started, I started looking at those and like there was several like, like Quellen, C-W-E-L-L-A-N. And then I was like, nobody's going to know how to spell that. No. They'll think it's like Q-U. Q-U, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dysig, which was D-Y-S-I-G. And I don't even remember what these mean no, in but Old too, English way or whatever. Way too hard, way too complicated. Yeah. yeah. So I came across this one, which was Banlaka. And it was a term for the human body, like the skeletal system. Right. Really, are we all, all we are is this locker that's holding our bones together yeah yeah, you know? yeah and and, yeah. and i was like oh that's kind of cool that's an interesting way to say that yeah like that was the term for the human body yeah and so i was like that's kind of meaningful too because really if you think about it that's all we are here on earth we're just and, and the way i think of it is spiritual beings that are in a in a bone locker we're stuck right. inside this physical yeah, yeah. form that uh, yeah, yeah. here on earth you know I got we're you. so much more than that and so that's really where it came from. And I looked up yeah. Spotify, Apple music. And there Amazon wasn't anywhere. <laughs> and there, yeah. There's a lot of bone crusher, <laughs> bone, other ones, but, but no, bone no locker. bone locker. No, it's great. And it, and actually it works too, because you know, you're talking about being human for yeah. the album, yeah. right? So your bone locker, no, it's, and it's like, it's like death pigeon or something where you hear yeah. it and you go, wait, what? I click, I got to find that out. Bone locker, same thing, but it's cool because it's, it, it is not the music I expected to hear when I saw the name attached to it, but it still actually works. <laughs> it's cool. So I, I, um, okay. I'm glad you, I'm glad you came out with that story. I'm glad you know that list yeah. too, because that, that's a very, that's a very fun <laughs> list to, to, to come and back think, and bring. I think it did come out. Uh, like I, I had kind of fleshed out like this is, I think this is going to be what I call okay. myself before I really had any kind of genre. I was still messing with the punk and the metal and the, which it would work great as a metal. I was going to say it would know, work for all of the, but the punk yeah. too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I may still do some stuff like that. I don't know that. Like, uh, like I said, that video resonated with me and, and like focus on this one thing, but yeah. I'm still, I still well, love but, metal. But maybe the next album focuses on a different thing yeah you know what i mean you could do an andrew huang thing where you have a different genre for every yeah. album that you come out with i mean yeah. it's ridiculous to limit yourself based on genre you know yeah. who cares i mean do i want to hear you know good old days on an album with a metal song probably not but then it would just yeah. be like my my playlists or whatever you know where they're all kind of all over the place but you know yeah. please don't I mean, not to tell you what to do with your musical career, but please don't box yourself in, you know, yeah. like doing a thing could mean doing a thing per album, you know, sure. and that there's yeah, nothing wrong with that. And if you've got punk stuff and you've got metal stuff and you've got God knows what you could come up with, you know, I mean, but put it out, do it and it will whatever chip, put it under a different name if you have to, but do. Yeah, I thought about that too. You'll yeah. know if it's authentic and it needs to be made, you're going to listen to that because you've already done it. You've already said, oh, I want to do this kind of album. And uh, you know what? I'm not ready for that yet. I'm going to move it over here and then do it. So I don't yeah. think you're going to allow yourself to do anything that isn't authentic, but just don't close any doors because I also want to hear you do a metal album. <laughs> I really do. I've never, I've never. So like I said, that, that band that I sang and played guitar in when I was 15 and we did all original stuff um, then. And I posted that picture in band together not too long ago that I found our CD. So I, I'll put that on 
I'll put that yeah. out if you guys okay, want to hear it. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, with all the um, notes and everything, that was great. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah, yeah. one, I think, kind of holds up. It's it's a little more closer to, like, new metal type stuff, but we recorded it in a pretty good studio, and it sounds pretty good. And uh, the other one, not as much. But, um, yeah, I think uh, even some of the stuff we wrote back then, maybe I could revamp and I That's and that. Just leave open your possibilities, you know? Write songs like it's your last. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Don't go backwards, but you know, no, no, I want one. But, but <laughs> okay. I know I could keep talking to you, but I know you have a gig to get to. So I want to make sure that I get you out the door, at least remotely on time. But um, did you want to say anything else about, you know, the album, the release, um, you know, the, what, uh, what the next single is going to be, if you're going to put one out with a video or anything like that before we get to wrapping up? Um, yeah, actually I made a lyric video for good old days the other day. Everybody cool. that has been giving me feedback is like, that's a cool song. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They connect a clear with single. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably going to be the next one. And like I said, I've got a lyric video that I've got made. I was trying to figure out, um, I like that one probably the most. And then your story and, mm -hmm. uh, backwards are probably up there on my my favorites yeah. so okay so you're, you I think, think good old days is going to be next okay i'm thinking so but i just okay. want to say thanks so much for what you guys do box and sticks and this band together community has been huge like i started the facebook back in i don't remember february maybe march and i've got like almost 1200 followers yeah it's kind of crazy what everybody does that, yeah 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 large Everybody's portion of that great. is from band together and um you know, everybody's super supportive and streaming stuff and sharing stuff. Oh, and I'm yeah. trying to be that way too. And I try to share as much as possible and, and, you know, promote these bands that I've yeah. gotten to know and feel like, yeah, yeah. you know, feel like I know you guys and know yeah, exactly. a lot of the other ones that, that <laughs> like Death Pigeon and, yeah. and Naranc and, um, you know, the ones that you've done the interviews with, it kind of helps to put a face to the music. And I think this I is love that really part of it. Yeah, exactly. Good. You get the, no, and people will get to do this with you now, but you do not get out of here before I put you in the Vox seat. Okay. So we have five questions to answer. And as I always say, most people hate at least one of them, but I know you're going to have answers for all of them. I just have a feeling. So if you had to sum up your music, and good luck to you in this case, because I'm not, <laughs> after everything we've said, in five words or less, what would you say about Bone Locker specifically? Man, that's not one. No. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask. I was like, well, yes, technically. Okay. <laughs> you kind of wasted a word on that. We knew, but okay. I would just say thoughtful, inspiring lyrics, folk music. Okay. Look at you. You had a phrase and then, and then another phrase. I like that. Okay. Thoughtful, inspiring lyrics, folk music. It's that fits. So, okay. I'm curious what you're going to say about this. What is your favorite thing about being a musician? I think just being able to get what's up here out and in, in a format that people enjoy mm -hmm. listening to, hopefully enjoy listening to, you know, mm -hmm. just music is such a huge part of my life and a bunch of other people's lives just to be a part of your day, to know that you spend 30 minutes listening to my music and hopefully mm -hmm. it makes an impact mm -hmm. that everything that was up here for the last six months, I've just packaged and, and been able put to put out into the world, yeah. Convey yeah. what I wanted yeah. to say. 
Absolutely. Now, well said. Okay, so then what is your least favorite thing about being a musician? I am hyper critical of myself and that, you know, I've got feel that in my bones. Yeah. Lyrics and melodies and chord progressions and full songs that I'm like, this sucks. I don't like it. And I'll show my wife and she's like, that is so good. I'm like, nope, not. Don't so like I, it and and it, yeah. it's not just music too, but you know, other, other parts of my life, but especially music. If I do something and I'm like, I don't like it or it doesn't feel mm-hmm. good or it doesn't sound good, then I have to just, you're done with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's, that's a demon. I think chases most musicians that mm-hmm. a lot of people have alluded to that either in answer to this particular question or just in the, in the course of conversation. And I think it's, you know, it, it anytime you create any kind of art, it's an act of defiance against your own self doubt. Right. So yes. I'm, I'm glad you didn't yes. listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you had to choose and you may have mentioned it, but I'm not sure in indirectly, one album to listen to, just one, for the rest of your life, and that's the only album you get, what album would it be? Sgt. Pepper's, no question. Okay. Okay, tell me. I mean, I, I, I have my own answer to why, because obviously <laughs> yeah. it's a great album, but why did you pick that one specifically for yourself? I just, uh, man, it just hits every box for me. It's the knowing where they were at and the, the Beatles were at in the time that they recorded that the limitations that they had and reading stories about how they recorded stuff and mm. techniques they used. I can hear something different every time I listen to it. And I just love listening to it from beginning to end. Cause there's those, you know, no gaps in the track or they'll just go from one yeah, to the yeah, next. Yeah. yeah. And um, it goes back to, I probably a lot of nostalgia, that guy that I met, when I was 14, 15, that we joined, we started a band. He was huge Beatles fan mm. and really just, I mean, I knew who they were and listened to them, but really turned me on to them. And it's just been a huge inspiration. And I, I just love the album and um, a day in the life probably is my favorite song ever. The last song okay. on that album, just yeah, hearing that's the a stories wild of one. Paul wrote this part, John wrote this part. They did this huge orchestral you know, thing yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah, yeah. all the way up and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, how yeah. they, you know, and, and just what it's saying to, you know, about the, all that, but yeah, yeah. it fits you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sergeant Peppers no, that, for sure. I, I can't love go that wrong. Album. That is a classic album. Okay. You didn't even have to think about that very hard. I'm impressed. Okay. Last question, Chris, the most scholarly and important and philosophical of them all. Okay. You ready? Your toilet paper roll. Does the mm-hmm. toilet paper go over the top or do you pull it out from under the bottom and why? Over the top for sure. Okay. And why probably, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've actually done some research on this. You know, there's people that have posted the pictures of the patent where it shows it yeah. going over the top. Yeah. Uh, not saying we shouldn't fight the, the, the expectations the way it should be, but uh, it just seems more natural just to grab it and pull, you know, you gotta like reach up on her and sometimes it gets stuck and then yeah convenience probably most of all we don't want to overcomplicate toilet paper yeah. either do we yeah. no we don't we want to keep things genuine and authentic and honest and complex but not complicated and that will extend our toilet paper there chris you, you are a sweetheart thank you so much for spending time with me i hope you have a Absolutely. great gig i know that you will and thank congratulations you. on your first album release this is a big deal guys 
the road it's everywhere spotify you go to chris's yep. bone locker facebook page you can grab everything there it's all over the place um put it in go drive in the car i'm telling you you're gonna you might stomp on your floorboards a little bit but it's <laughs> worth it just maybe no. maybe be a passenger and not yeah, the driver not the gas or the brake. <laughs> you don't want to stomp on the gas yeah that would be really bad unless you're on these really wide open roads which around here we're not so but thank you again so much for for the conversation and the best of luck with absolutely everything Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, that's it for this episode of Vox and Guest. We will see you guys next time. Bye.